Bible or Bible app, go to that chapter in the Bible, Psalm 23, if you will. Psalm 23. How's everybody doing? Don't get all quiet on me now. All right. There we go. Illumination. All right. That's all good. All right. I'm glad you guys are all here this morning. God bless you guys. Everybody watching online, God bless you. Glad you're streaming with us today. Oh, God is so good. Yes? We had, we had a good time, the Isaacs family, last week in Alamogordo, New Mexico. That's where Megan was born and raised, and her family's there, and they went snow skiing. I did not, because um, I don't want to have more surgeries, but that's okay. I'll do it later. But we were able to serve on a, on a, a panel for a big marriage conference, and I spoke in their services, so we had a great time. I appreciate Pastor Jonathan speaking on um, Jehovah... Not Mekedesh, Tzidkenu, uh, Tzidkenu, the Lord our righteousness last week. They've had COVID this week. Uh, a lot of people have been sick. God bless all those households that have been sick. But we're glad you guys are here. I'm excited about this message this morning. Uh, before we get to that, do I, I do want to highlight, guys, it's coming. Uh, be prepared. Get ready. March 24th, we are launching the two services uh, 9 and 11 a.m., okay? So you know what that means? It's good news. If you, uh, you know, when you sleep in or you by chance happen to sleep in, you now have another service that you can get to, and that's okay. If I sleep in, it's not a good thing, all right? But for you, it's a good thing, all right? So help spread the word. Be praying with us about that. Because uh, we're excited about that. And the day before that, it's our big Easter festival. Thank you. So many of the slots uh, have been filled in for uh, people serving. We're way ahead of where we've been over the last couple of years of people signing up to volunteer and serve. It's a great day. Trust me, you will be blessed by serving. There's so many people that come on our campus and there's still slots to serve. So let's get together and do this for the king. Amen? All right. So we've discussed quite a number of the revealed names of God that he's used to reveal himself in scripture. And we haven't hit all of them. This series has not been, you know, the exhausted list of all the names of God, but we've hit the prominent ones, okay? And and we've got two more to go before we wrap up this series. So there's the name that we're going to talk about today, and there's one next week. So if you're already there in your, your scriptures, your Bible apps, your Bible, we're going to read one of the most popular and famous passages of scriptures, okay? Uh, now, John 3.16 and Psalm 23 are perhaps the, the two most known, you know, scriptures and even chapters in, in the entire world. And Psalm 23 has brought comfort and strength to countless people in all walks of life. This chapter has been quoted at hospital beds, it's quoted in funerals, It's quoted during many points of stressful and hectic living. When people have accidents or tragic moments, you know, I'm sure it's been quoted. And and I'm sure that it's been quoted many, many times by our faithful men and women in military battles all throughout the centuries, okay? There's so much in the 23rd Psalm. I could literally spend so much time on each verse, okay? But to start, I want to read the first verse of this famous chapter, and we'll continue on with it in a second. So Psalm 23, 1, most of you probably know it by heart. You can quote it with me. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, okay? 
So right away, as we're talking about the the revealed names of God, notice that it should be in your Bibles. The Lord, L-O-R-D, is all capitals, all capital letters there, okay? We talked about that weeks ago. That's the compound covenant name for Jehovah God, the God of the covenant. So the Lord, Jehovah, right away, he's my what, David writes? He's my shepherd. So the the very first verse in this 23rd Psalm records the next name of God that I want to unpack and discuss as part of our, you know, Hello, My Name is God series. Jehovah-Rohi. Jehovah-Rohi means the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Jehovah-Rohi is the Hebrew, okay? Now, shepherd and shepherding. When we read or hear that term shepherd in the Bible, what happens? We typically get this picture or image in our heads of a biblical shepherd that looks much like the kid or child in the Christmas play, right? Okay, there's a bed sheet that's, you know, fashioned into a shepherd's gown and a pillowcase is put on his head as a term and they give him a big old stick, right? How many of you, at some point in your acting career, you played the good shepherd? Anybody? Anybody? I mean, I'll probably, but if you grew up in church, most of us have probably been a shepherd or you've been part of that nativity at some, some part, right? And when we see that, we applaud our kids, you know, that they basically stood there for 15 minutes, right? And we go crazy like they're the, the greatest actors in Hollywood, Okay. But shepherding was a major way of life in the Bible. And I think that sometimes it's hard for us to to, to put ourselves in the shoes of biblical shepherds. This was such a way of life for them. It's typically not for us, right? How many of you got up this morning and you had to herd hundreds, not talking about one or two pet sheep that you have. I'm talking about hundreds and hundreds of sheep, okay? You had to get up and lead them to water and lead them to shelter before you came to church this morning. Anybody? I'm looking. I didn't think so, all right? Even modern day sheep farming today is drastically different than it was in the biblical period, okay? And the person who wrote this psalm, the famous Israelite David in the Old Testament, he was a shepherd. He knew what shepherding meant firsthand. He knew how to protect his sheep. He knew how to lead his sheep. He knew how to provide for his sheep. And so when David thought about his relationship with God, with Jehovah God, he described it like his relationship that he had with his sheep, all right? And as David had been a, sh- uh, a shepherd and a provider and a protector for his sheep, that's how God had been to him. And he describes it so beautifully in this psalm. So this is very personal to David. And guys, it's personal to us as well today and tomorrow and the next day and the next day and even then the next day, Okay. It's personal. My shepherd, David writes. The Lord is my shepherd. Not the Lord is Ralph's shepherd or that guy over there's shepherd or that. He's my shepherd, okay? And I love this, guys. 
I love this. David could have easily just wrote the generic form of the Lord is a shepherd. The Lord is a shepherd. No, that is totally different than the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. There are so many personal pronouns in this psalm and I hope that you will notice it as we go through it today. It's written with so many personal pronouns that it's actually easy for us to quote it ourselves. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I mean, just repeat that to yourself right now. The Lord, Jehovah God, is my shepherd. The God of the covenantal promises. Elohim, the creator God, all the names that we've gone before, Jehovah Shalom, peace, our righteousness, all these things, our banner, he is my shepherd. He's your shepherd. And so as I continue this morning, make it personal. Well, Greg, it's not personal, it's just business. Wrong. When it comes to God's word, it's personal, right? So as we continue this morning, make it personal. Apply what I'm going to be talking about to you, your life, what you're going through today, what you're currently experiencing, what you're hoping for, what you're longing for, what you are praying for, and what you need today, right now, right? Amen? Because he is our shepherd, my shepherd, Jehovah Rohi. And, and so usually in this series that we've been in, I've talked about the name of God, I've talked about the application, and I've tried to end each message by showing how Jesus Christ is the total fulfillment of that name of God. But for personal context this morning, we are starting with Jesus, okay? Because you see, Jesus is the ultimate fulfillment of Jeho Jehovah Rohi. Jesus Christ himself is the ultimate fulfillment of Jehovah Rohi. Listen to what he says about himself in John 10. And if you want to go there in the Bible, you can. We'll have the scriptures. But we're going to read five verses in John 10. Starting with verse 10, this is the words of Jesus Christ himself. He says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and they could have it abundantly. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. Did you guys hear that? Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays his life down for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and they leave the sheep and they flee and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. Then Jesus repeats, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay my, down my life for the sheep. And Jesus did that when he willingly gave his life on the cross for you and for me, when we were still enemies and still in sin, as the Apostle Paul writes, he laid down his life for us. Amen? So just as Jehovah God was the shepherd providing, protecting, and leading his people, the Israelites in the Old Testament, Jesus is the fulfillment of that role for us today. He is our personal shepherd today, providing protecting and leading his own sheep. Praise the Lord. Amen? 
So you have to understand this point. You're not just a human being that's occupying a seat this morning. Do you know what you are? We are his sheep, (laughs) okay? We are his sheep. So maybe you woke up this morning feeling a little sheepish. Well, that's good news because this message is for you, all right? Do you realize that when we call upon the name of the Lord, we make him our savior, when we decide to follow Jesus, all right, we become his sheep. Tell somebody next to you, you're just a sheep. Tell them, it's all right. You know, tell them, we'll bust their bubble, okay? I'm sorry to inform all of us, but, but we are just sheeple, okay? We are sheeple people, but we are his sheep, all right? We are his sheep, and that makes all the difference. Read, listen to what the psalmist says in Psalm 95, verse 7. For he's our God, we are the people of his pasture, the sheep under his care. Today, if you hear his voice, Psalm 100, verse 3, the psalmist writes, Know that the Lord, he is God. It's he who made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. You're his sheep, and he's our shepherd, because every sheep needs a shepherd. Every sheep needs a shepherd to lead, to watch over them, to take care of them, to heal them, to protect them, to guide them, because actually sheep as animals, guess what they are? Almost completely worthless. They're not smart. They're dumb. They really are. Uh, they, 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 they have no defenses of their own. You know, and I'm not trying to be offensive to anybody, okay? We are sheep, all right? But it's never good for a sheep to be alone because they're susceptible to attack. They're susceptible to disease. They're susceptible to getting lost and even dying. Like I said, this is a, a, an animal that has no natural defense mechanism. They cannot defend themselves. And left alone, they will just wander and meander aimlessly, even if they fall over a cliff. I mean, that's not very smart. You know, he's going to walk along. Ah! You know what I mean? <laughs> then the shepherd has to come in and pick them and lead them up. Sheep need a shepherd so much, okay? They need a shepherd. There's one website that writes, even if sheep are not directly bitten or survive an attack, they may die. Now get this. From panic, (laughs) panic, they might be the only animal in the world that dies from panic, like this sheep right here, all right? You know it. That's what I mean, right? That's what I'm talking about. Does any other animal scream like that? Play that again, please, to prove my point. This is great. Dude, it's the only animal, I mean, they will literally... Panic can get them, okay? Dude, of all the animals that the Lord could have likened us to, he chose sheep. Not majestic lions or menacing, in, you know, in, uh, intimidating sharks, all right, or prowling tigers, swift antelopes, powerful elephants. I mean, think of all the animals in the animal kingdom that the Lord created. Now, some of us look like hippos. I get that, all right? But another story. But of all the animals that God created that he could have likened us to, sheep, that guy. You know what I'm saying? Sheep, all right? But like a physical sheep, spiritually, we have no defenses of our own. 
And spiritually, gang, we are susceptible to attack, to disease, getting lost, and even spiritually dying. That's why we need a shepherd. That's why we need Jehovah Rohi. That's why we need our great shepherd, Jesus Christ, to lead us, to watch over us, to take care of us, to heal us, to protect us, to guide us, to provide for us. So, so actually, being a sheep in, in Jesus' care, guys, it's a positive. It's a good thing, right? Amen? I remember, you know, a long time ago, there was a song that we used to sing in kids' church growing up that my, my mom used to lead the ch- kids' church, the children's ministry, and there's a song we would sing, I just want to be a sheep, bah, bah. Anybody else sing that song right now? I just want to be a sheep, bah, bah. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. I just want to be a sheep. Yeah, you guys got it. Good job, all right. Dude, it was a fun, silly song, right? But I remember it so on what an illustration it is, okay? You guys all want to sing it together? Nah, it's all right. Listen, look, if Christ is your Savior and your Lord, you are his disciple, then you're his sheep and he's your shepherd. You're his sheep and he is your shepherd. What a beautiful thought and a beautiful image that is, amen? So this morning, I want us to go through Psalm 23 and, and see what a good shepherd Jehovah-Rohi does for his sheep what Jehovah-Rohi our good shepherd does for us. So number one, we see this in verse, verses one through three of Psalm 23. Our shepherd provides. He provides. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So there's a few things we learn here about provision in these first three verses. The number one is he makes, makes, M-A-K-E-S. He makes me lie down in green pastures, leads me beside still waters. This is one of the first needs of sheep. It's a priority if sheep want to survive and grow and travel to the next pasture. They need rest and they need water. They're not swift animals. They're not super fast. They don't have a lot of endurance. So they need rest and they need water. Don't you simply love rest and calm waters? Dude, I do. It's beautiful, especially calm waters. It's refreshing. That's when and where we can say, ah, oh, it's so nice here. But our lives are what? They are everything but restful and calm and peaceful and still waters, right? They're like that, that class five raging rapid that's going all around and you're afraid to, that the boat's gonna fall and you'll drown. Our lives are more like you know, the busy highways, maybe in Los Angeles or Dallas or Phoenix, if you've ever been to those cities. Driving on those interstates are, is insane, okay? And sometimes, guys, in our busy, hectic lives, our good shepherd has to make us, make us lie down and rest in the green pastures and the still waters that he provides because he knows that's the provision that we need. 
There's a lot of times that we don't take the rest that we need on our own. Back in the day, we could, you know, uh, people could afford when the day's work was done to sit on the, the porch and sip lemonade and just watch the sun go down. It's hard to do today, right? It's hard to do today. And so sometimes the Lord knows that's the provision that we need. So he will use many things in our lives to do this. Maybe a sickness, a setback, some solitude, rejection from someone, some suffering, maybe a hardship, a difficulty, maybe a tough season in life. And we don't like to hear that, right? But sometimes the Lord will use those elements of us living down here to make us rest and lie down in the green pastures and the still waters that he provides. Because when we go through those things, we need to, and usually we have to look up to him, right? Where our help and our strength lies. Psalm 121, verses one and two. And when we do look to him, our shepherd, that's when he comes in and gives us rest. Rest and the still waters, which means contentment and peace. When we look to him in the midst of everything going on, he will give us contentment and peace. And so if you're sitting here, you're watching this morning and you're like, man, that's what I need. I need contentment in my life. I'm so troubled. Greg, I need peace. Run to our good shepherd. Let him provide that contentment and that rest and that peace that only he can give, right? Because the struggles of this life can leave us so exhausted, so exhausted, but those are prime opportunities for us when we're at our last end to say, Lord, I'm just, I'm laying in you, Lord. I need your refreshment. I need you to, to help me, God, to, to enjoy those green pastures that you provide. So not only does he make us lie down in green pastures, but he restores our soul. I love this one. He restores our soul. He makes us whole and complete in him. If you remember, you know, when we talked about Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, my peace, that's a big part of him being our peace is him making us whole and complete in him. Restore means to renew. The Lord renews us. Our shepherd renews us. Much like, you know, you, you, maybe if you get on Facebook Marketplace or some other, <coughs> excuse me, internet selling place, you know, people will take an old piece of junk all right, and they'll sand it down, throw a trendy coat of paint on it, and then bam, it's renewed, and they sell it for way too much money than it's worth, okay? This weekend, I don't know about your neighborhood, but at least in our neighborhood, new to Corpus, I don't know if this is a regular thing, but I noticed everybody's putting all kinds of junk out on the curb. I guess it's a collection weekend or something. What, what is it? Bulk pickup, all right, <clears throat> So uh, I know Megan has been tempted to take all of my hoarding junk and just throw it out there, but I fight her every day on that. But uh, our neighbor three doors down put this huge piece of furniture like a cabinet or something. I had the thought of doing just that. Maybe I could pick it up, sand it all down, repaint it and make a fortune, all right? That's how we think anymore. Praise the Lord, our great shepherd does more for us and on us than throw some trendy paint on us. Now, some of us need some good sanding, okay, right? But he clothes us spiritually. He forgives us. He fills us with his spirit, okay? 
He's like the potter, all right, and makes us completely new and whole again as clay working in his hands. Our good shepherd can revive your soul if you're spiritually bitter and dry and spiritually thirsty. And he does this. He does this restoration, this renewal, not so that we can just sit around and become fat sheep. No, it's so that we can continue on in the journey. So that we can continue on this journey of life. Just like sheep, the shepherd would lead them to different pastures and they would be restored. They would be renewed by their shepherd so they could continue on. Listen, our journey on this earth is not yet complete. So we need that renewal. We need that restoration that Jehovah Rohi provides us, right? But one day, praise the Lord, we will experience our eternal rest where this journey will be complete. And I'm looking forward to that day. How about you? But until then, we find restoration and renewal for our souls, even our bodies, from our great shepherd. You see, when the experiences of life just crushes your very soul, you know what I'm talking about there? You've been there. You might be there right now. When the experiences of life crushes your soul, Jehovah Rohi, our shepherd, is there immediately to restore our souls and renew our lives as we look upon him. Praise the Lord. Amen. And, and those two things right there, making us go to the green pastures and the waters and, and restoring our souls, these are spiritual provisions, spiritual needs that are met by our shepherd. And he also leads us. He leads us in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He leads us, gang, all right? This means he leads us in the right paths. He leads us along the right paths. There are so many false shepherds out there that we can listen to. But they only lead to destruction, pain, and they lead to loss. Even Jesus said in John 10 and 4, a few verses up from the, the passage in John 10 that we read, that, that sheep hear and recognize their shepherd's voice, all right? We need to hear the voice of our shepherd because he's leading us and he will lead us along the right paths. You need direction? Seek him. You need guidance? Listen for the shepherd's voice. Are there many voices out there in your world calling for you to follow? Listen, there's only one true voice only one voice that matters, and that's the voice of our shepherd, Jesus Christ. You see, his word and his voice, that's our GPS system, you know, helping us navigate the roads through this life, all right? I mean, where would we be anymore without our phones and our little car units and stuff like that? We'd still be lost pulling out the big paper atlases and all those kinds of things and getting mad at each other, you know, can be that way spiritually too. But Jesus, when we hear his voice, we read his word, he leads us, right? And I would ask, who's leading you this morning? Is it a worldly influencer? 
Is it someone with a secular humanistic ethos? Are there anti-biblical advisors that are trying to give you advice? Advice and counsel that's not based in the word of God. Maybe that's friends or professors or family. Listen, listen for our shepherd's voice and follow his leading. Because Jesus said, if you're my sheep, you'll know my voice. Get close to our shepherd. Your greatest desire, my greatest desire should be to walk in very close proximity to our shepherd and to feel his presence. There was comfort in the sheep when they knew the shepherd was there. At the, at the end of the night, all the shepherds of the town would bring all of their sheep into a sheep pen. There could be like five, six, seven different shepherds with all of their sheep and they'd mix and mingle all throughout the night. But the shepherd would get up in the morning, he would go to the door of the sheep pen, he would call out for his sheep. You would think it'd be a a mess and they'd open the door and all these sheep would leave. You know what would happen? Only that shepherd's sheep would come out and follow him. That's how close we need to be with Christ our shepherd, to be able to recognize and hear his voice and experience his presence and take comfort in the presence of Jesus Christ. Part of our vision statement here at Oso Creek is for everyone to experience the manifest presence of the Lord. Listen, that's not just a Sunday-only morning thing, a Sunday-only thing, an SOT or a SOT, all right? That should be happening every day, every time feeling his presence, experiencing his presence, leaning on him, taking comfort and safety because we know our shepherd is right there with us and we hear his voice and we know his voice and he's leading us. And I hope you guys are all getting this today because all of that is, leads up to this, that Jehovah Rohi, our great shepherd, he provides everything that we will ever need. The sheep, all they needed was a shepherd. And the shepherd provided everything. They couldn't provide for themselves. They're not hunters. You know, they don't have hands, all right? And it's the same with us spiritually and even in this life. Our shepherd, Jehovah Roi, provides everything that we will ever need. Circling back to verse number one. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want I shall not want. As this is a personal thing between a shepherd and a, and a sheep, the shepherd is committing, committed to meeting the needs of his sheep. And our shepherd, Jesus Christ, is committed to meeting your needs. But now there's a big difference between needs and wants, right? Yeah. How many of you parents or grandparents have tried to teach that lesson to children? Yeah. Well, that, that, that's something you want. That's not necessarily a need, right? Okay. Well, as adults, we can be the same way, right? <clears throat> and sometimes getting in this journey of life, <clears throat> even as sheep, we might not want, or we may want something that's not very good for us, Right? We may want something that would do us harm. We may want something that would come in between us and our shepherd. Often we think, you know, what's best for us, and and we think we know, but that might not be the best thing for us at all. So many times 
our good shepherd is protecting us from harm by withholding something or maybe keeping us from something. So trust your shepherd, okay? He knows your yesterdays. He, he recognizes your today and he sees your tomorrows, okay? And he will provide for you exactly what you need and when you need it. Our goal is to listen to the shepherd, to follow the shepherd, and to trust the shepherd. There was a country singer back in the 90s that sang a song, and I think I've quoted it before, but the lyrics go, I won't sing it for you. I I do a good impersonation of him, but that's okay. Um, Sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers, all right? And the lyric goes, just because he doesn't answer doesn't mean he don't care. Horrible grammar, but that's okay. Because uh, some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. And that's true, gang. Don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. You've got to trust the good provision of our shepherd. We have to take heart the words and promise of Psalm 84, verse 11. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Write that reference down in your Creek notes, Psalm 84 and 11. Our good shepherd knows the good things his sheep need. He knows what we need physically, emotionally, mentally. He knows what we need relationally and even financially. And he will provide. Not necessarily our full wants, but he will provide everything that we need. But the provision is only found by those truly following the leading of our shepherd and being in his presence. Now, I heard a message once long, uh, quite a few years ago uh, on this topic of the shepherd providing and, and even protecting that we'll get to in a minute. And, and it literally changed my prayer life regarding my family and those that I love. Because I know my wife, I know my daughters, I know other family members and close friends, and, but I don't know truly what's always going on in their hearts and what they might be feeling emotionally and mentally. What, Greg, you don't know everything? Exactly, right? I don't know everything. That's <laughs> okay. But when I can go to the good shepherd and say, Jesus, you are our good shepherd, and I pray, Lord, as our good shepherd that you would provide for Megan, Tatum, now Taylor, Kyler and Tegan and Kalea, you would provide for them exactly what they need. Because he knows what exactly they need and they are his. And he knows exactly what they need way more than I do. And I love that prayer because I'm like, Jesus, Provide for your sheep exactly what they need. And I know that he'll meet their needs. He will meet our needs. Everything we need, he'll provide. And that's called the all-sufficiency of Jesus Christ. The all-sufficiency of Jesus Christ. Everything you and I will ever need is found in Jesus Christ, our shepherd, Jehovah-Rohi, okay? So this morning, let me land this plane by hitting the second thing our shepherd does and this is quicker than the, the, the provision stuff. But our shepherd protects. 
He protects. And we see this in verses four through five. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for you're with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. So in verse four, we see the great shepherd providing for David's emotional needs. In verse five, we see the great shepherd providing for David's physical needs. And he does the same for us. As I mentioned before, you know, that sheep can't defend themselves. They're faced with all kinds of dangers, thieves, robbers, and wolves. Jesus mentioned all of those in John 10. But the sheep could follow the shepherd without fear because the sheep knew the shepherd would protect them. That he could, he could hit the wild animals. He could back off the wild animals with his rod. And he could grab the sheep and pull them back to safety and, and away from harm with his great staff that had that hook. That sheep that fell over the cliff, he could grab them and pull them back up and he would hold them, okay? And the sheep then were comforted because they were safe with their shepherd. He was always looking out for them to provide protection. A musical group not long ago, I think it was the 90s too, maybe. I don't know. We went from 80s to 90s now. They say it was Rascal Flats. They sang a song called Life is a Highway, right? Woo, we love that song, right? You know? Well, and actually truer words for a believer, for a sheep following his or her shepherd would be, life is a battlefield. Not the Pat Benatar, you know, love is a battlefield. No, life is a battlefield. I know some of you are getting that crossed in your mind. Life is a battlefield, okay? Gang, there's a spiritual war and a battle going on all around you as his sheep. Even inside of you. We have an enemy who Jesus said in John 10 wants to steal, kill, and destroy And he will use culture against us, society against us. He will use this world, the world's systems, and the world's ethos all against us. And if that weren't enough, we all have this war going on inside of us between our our flesh and our spirit that Paul talks about in Romans chapter 7, verses 14 and 25. The good news is this. We are not left alone to fight these battles on our own or by ourselves. You see, our good shepherd, he's with us in the battle. Praise the Lord. He's with you in the battle. Whatever the battle is that you're facing, whether that's with a family member or a spouse, maybe you're facing a battle with addiction, maybe a condescending coworker, maybe you're being persecuted for your faith, you know, with that, from that unbelieving professor, or maybe you're battling with a health issue. Whatever the battle is, you're not alone. Your good shepherd is with you and he's protecting you. And our good shepherd blesses us in the battle. He blesses us in the battle. Notice in verse five, David writes, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Did you notice something there? The enemies are still there. Surrounded by enemies. And that's how we feel sometimes, right? Surrounded by enemies. But the Lord spreads out a table with a nice linen cloth on it and he refreshes us, he strengthens us, he feeds us spiritually and helps us in the battle. And we can find fulfillment of the Lord even being surrounded by enemies. And that leads to our good shepherd refreshes us in the battle. 
He refreshes us in the battle. David wrote, you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Gang, this speaks of the Holy Spirit that the Father gives us to help us, to teach us, to convict us, to nudge us, and to comfort us. The Holy Spirit is described as our comforter. So are you weary and exhausted from the battles that are raging? Run to the shepherd and let him fill you with the Holy Spirit and refill you with the Holy Spirit and then refill you with his Holy Spirit and refill you with his Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Jesus said in Luke 11, verse 13, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who asked him? That's so good. And as his sheep, we can ask the Lord to anoint us with the Holy Spirit and to refresh us in such an awesome, refreshing way. Praise God. So he's with us in battle. He blesses us in the battle. He refreshes us in the battle. You see, our good shepherd is all about protection. And he protects us at all times. At all times. And oftentimes in life, it's, it's like we're walking through the very shadow of death, right? We're in that valley. We're going through that valley. And that could mean so many different things. Scary things. Tragic things, hard things, difficult things, right? Yet our shepherd is there with us, protecting us, praise the Lord. He protects his own. He protects his own. Jake, if you guys want to come up and prepare to play. There's a story I heard. I love this story. I've never forgotten it. And it's just a good, it's a good really an extreme example of protection, but it does show how how far our father, our shepherd, even Jesus will go to protect us. So husband and father, one time, and they're sitting at the house watching TV or doing something, and their daughters were out. Their daughters went out. And all of a sudden, the dad felt this huge urge. I'll never forget this this story that was told. The dad felt this huge urge urge and expediency to get down and pray for his daughters. So he grabbed his wife and they they knelt and they began praying for his daughters. They didn't get a, this was actually way before cell phones and stuff. So they didn't get a text. They wouldn't have got a text or no call. But the daughters finally came home and they came in in a rush and they're like, dad, we got to tell you something scary happened to us. We were fearing for our lives. It was crazy. You know, we, we were at this place and when we left, we were surrounded by all these guys and it was just, you can picture the scene. It was scary, but we ran and we got in our car as fast as we could. We, we started the car and we, when we, we took off. We took off and, and we made it home to safety, but we're scared. and ashamed. So they were just like, man, that's awesome. Praise the Lord. And the dad was like, God protected you guys. Well, later on, the dad was just looking around the car and checking things out and he popped open the hood of the car and man, like cables had been cut. Those guys had like made it to where that car should never even have started. But the Lord protected and he provided. Listen, our shepherd will protect. He will provide, amen. He will make a way out, right? And that that spoke to me too, this part of protecting, because I've been, 
very OCD most of my life, wanting to protect my kids. I get it from my dad. He would always say, chew your food up. Now I tell that to my kids all the time. Kyler's 21. Make you chew your food. You know what I mean? I don't say it to you anymore, but. And I used to try real hard, OCD, to protect. And when the truth of this came to me, it was like, you know what? Lord, you can protect my family, my wife, my daughters in a greater way than I ever can. And so my prayer changed. I said, now, just like with the provision, Lord, protect them in only the ways that you can. I'm only with them when, they're, when we're physically together, but Lord, you're with them all the time. So wherever they are, whatever they're going through, protect them, Lord. Be their shield. Be their banner. Help them. And the Lord does that. And he protects us and provides. Amen? So the last thing, and this is it, and we're going to pray and we're going to go home. But the last thing I want to hit on is our shepherd promises. We see this in verse 6. It's my last point. David writes, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He gives us goodness. All that God does is good, gang. All of it. And it's all for your best and your welfare in his kingdom because he's our shepherd. He gives us mercy. We don't get what we deserve. How many of you heard this from a parent? You're gonna get what you deserve, mister. (laughs) Anybody hear that? I did. And we usually got what we deserved, right? Okay. The punishment was due what we had done. Don't do the crime if you can't pay. I forget what the statement says, right? Well, mom and dad sure made sure we paid. Well, guys, wrath and judgment does not follow us. Goodness and mercy does, praise the Lord. And he promises us eternal life. He promised us eternal life. This was providing for David and our eternal needs. This life isn't all that there is. There's so much more ahead in eternity for his sheep. He's leading us to the Father's house. Jesus said in John 14, 2, in my Father's house are many rooms. If it weren't so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? Is that your hope this morning? You're looking forward to what is prepared for you by Jesus Christ in our Father's house because our shepherd is leading us there. Praise the Lord. And he provides and protects for his sheep. My last statement is, I shall not want because all I want is him. Can you say that? I shall not want because all I want is him. I pray that that is our, our statement of our heart, our prayer this morning. Listen, do you need rest in the green pastures and calm waters? Do you need your soul restored and renewed and refreshed? Do you need healing physically, emotionally, mentally, relationally, spiritually? Do you need the fresh oil of the Holy Spirit? Do you need to stop listening to false voices and being led by our shepherd? Do you need comfort and strength and help in the battles you face? All of that is found in Jehovah Roy, our shepherd. Do you need provision and protection?
run to the shepherd. Lord, we come before you this morning. And as I pray, if, if those who are willing to pray with people would just come find a place in the front this morning. Lord, you know our hearts. You know our needs. And I pray, Lord, that, that the truth that we've talked about this morning, about Jehovah Roi, the Lord, it would just be expounded in people's hearts. Reveal yourself today to people, Lord, this morning. Reveal yourself as our great shepherd and what that truly means. And then God, whatever anyone needs this morning, salvation, healing, help, comfort, refreshing, renewal, Lord, it's found in you that they would run to you they would get on their knees and they'd cry out to the great shepherd. Maybe they'd come and pray today or when they get home, when they're alone, they would cry out to the shepherd and say, Jesus, I need you, please. Fill me, help me, heal me, strengthen me, restore my soul. Touch us today, God. Touch us today. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, and our good shepherd, amen. 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 Listen, do you need prayer this morning? We're here to pray with you. If you need prayer for anything, please let us pray with you. We'll talk to the great shepherd, Jesus Christ, in behalf of you. And listen, while we sing and close the service with this last song, let's go in the comfort knowing that our shepherd is right there with us, protecting us, and providing for us. Amen. Amen.